Welcome to the We Go There podcast. I'm Lexi. And I'm Nikki. And our favorite conversations are when someone starts by saying, this might be TMI, but... Exactly. We go there. Because no topic should be too taboo, especially when it comes to women's health. We ask the questions you may be too afraid to ask and interview the experts to get the answers you need. So we're doing this completely unfiltered. 100%. Okay, let's go there. Welcome to the update on Lexi and Nikki's pelvic floor. (laughs) This is the content you did not know that you needed, but... Alexi, everybody's asking. I mean, everybody. Are you telling? What's going on? Are you still peeing your pants? Tell us. Everybody's asking. <laughs> and the answer is no. Yay. Okay, so you are how many months postpartum? You're almost a year. I'm almost a year. It's okay. been a fast year, but I'm almost a year. And I feel like there's definitely things that this um, postpartum I have been doing differently than with Piper because after Piper, I never was 100% normal. Not normal. I never, I I know it's not, it's not normal. You're still peeing your pants. I was still peeing my pants. So anyways, with this time around, I think that things that have been different, of course, is the um, chair, Libby. Yep. I did that at Core Life Wellness, did the Libby. Then also after that, I started doing my exercises Mm -hmm. and... I've changed because of COVID. I've very much changed my exercise routine. So I've been doing more Pilates. Yay. Specifically Bell Method. Yay. (laughs) And that's a game changer. I haven't been doing as much over like exerting type exercises. And also, by the way, like my bounce back from this baby versus Piper has actually been better doing less which is crazy it's like linking to like our hormone discussion totally totally. so many women are this sort of mentality of i need to punish my body back into shape and it's gonna mess with your hormones and cortisol levels and it sometimes can be not so awesome for your pelvic floor so it's not to say you can't get back to that high intensity stuff but it's a question of you know really making sure your foundation is solid before you do and like if you're sleeping you know, four hours a night, maybe don't go back to your <laughs> insanity workout yeah. in the morning and jack yourself up on caffeine. Like, not or a good super plan. stressed because exactly. your locations are closed due to COVID. I know. Like, those types of things. I feel like I'm just doing things that are better for my body. And that's not to say that every time before I pee, I don't like cross my legs and like hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely do. But it's way better than it had been, even postpartum with Piper. So my question for you, being the expert, (laughs) is how do I maintain this? Because I really don't want to go back to where I was. And I am worried that if I just, like, don't do anything like then maybe I will I mean I think that you're you've also built a bit more brain muscle connection which is amazing there's actually something called the knack it's it's invented by these Australian physios it's just a term for the reflex that happens in your pelvic floor right before you cough or sneeze it's this timing thing so you often lose that in pregnancy and you need to rebuild it postpartum. So you need to essentially really work on something called blow before you go, which means exhale. And re- I know, <laughs> blow before you go. Blow before you go. I know, I'm, I just the look on your face right now, you're like, wait, time out. What? Like, hold on. 
But okay, I'm not gonna go down this tangent. There's a whole we've talked about this before. I, I know I sound like a broken record, but basically, what people need to know is that progress is not linear. To answer your question, yes. So a lot of people can say, "I was doing so well," and then fill in the blank. I ran a marathon, and then I got a cold, and then I, you know, dealt with food poisoning and barfed, and now I'm peeing my pants again, or whatever it might be. It doesn't mean that that's like your future. You can, you know, it's you're gonna have times when you're like, mm, "I'm having an issue again," and you can get yourself back out of it. So right. that's not a failure. I think we need to reframe when that happens because it's so common, and it probably, it probably, frankly, will happen. Yeah. Well, especially as I get older, I'm sure. So it's important that I keep, yeah, probably on the program. Yes. Yes. Keep on the program. Forever. You're and gonna not be doing be like, method yeah, forever. Forever. <laughs> And then I won't end up in a diaper or in an old age home. Yeah. So that's the future. Um, yeah, I think that's really important and great advice is, like, just maintaining that. And I will, actually, I'm going to go back and do a few more core life Perfect. sessions because I think it's important to yeah. get on Libby and just get a refresh <laughs> every now and then is what they recommend. So I think that that would be helpful as well. Yeah. So appreciate those tips. And I also am not without my own pelvic floor yes, challenges. Yes, we need to go there. Because, and this is, I think, you know, I'll be honest, at first my ego was like, are you kidding me? Like, here I am, you know, teaching this stuff. And then I go and I get, you know, a lot of you have heard me talk about this before, bronchitis in my third trimester of pregnancy, second kid. I'm 38 years old, I'm not a spring chicken anymore, and you know, I'm coughing, and I'm finally, after a month of coughing, I'm having leaking. And I was like, but what the hell's going on? Like, this cannot be happening to me. This is a right. waking nightmare. <laughs> you know, it was like a horror movie. Anyways, I'm being dramatic, but it, I felt like, are you kidding me, right? Like, this you do supposed all the work. To, yeah, all this is not time. supposed to happen. So sometimes I think it's important for people to know you can literally do all the things right and still you know, and this is the same with birth. Shit happens. Things right. can happen. So all that to say, I went in at six weeks postpartum and was diagnosed with a quote unquote low bladder neck, which isn't really a thing. It just means that the anterior wall, essentially the supports of the bladder had become a little bit weak. Right. And so there was a bit of a descent. So we'll call it a mild cystocele, which is a mild form of bladder prolapse. You know, and anytime you say the word prolapse or you throw out words like cystocele, people go, oh, my God. Yeah, you know, like cystocele like, sounds like pretty scary. brutal. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I have a cystocele and I now need to go see, you know, you're like, and my life is over. No, it's not over. Okay, so anyone listening to this, any type of, so multiple vaginal births, I've had two, you've had two. Mo kids, mo problems. It's real. <laughs> it's mo kids, mo problems. It's true. That should be a t-shirt. Really, it should be a t-shirt. <laughs> I would buy one immediately. Like more kids, more kids, mo problems for real. Like this. <laughs> the more children you have by way of the vagina, you're going to have more likely issues. It's it's in the stats. It's in the stats. This isn't to say that you're screwed if you have three, four, or five kids. It just means that you have to be even more proactive. Right. Right? And and if you've had multiple C-section births, that's a whole other conversation. You're going to have more issues on that end of the spectrum with mm-hmm. potentially scar adhesions or pelvic pain or, you know, you name it, tension in the pelvic right. floor. So, you know, regardless of how it goes down there's no way is perfect right there's going to be some aftermath that we need to be proactive about so when they when you're told cystocele or prolapse from my understanding of you briefly telling me about this there's like so many ranges of it right and so that's probably the important part for people to understand is like 
you can have prolapse because I feel like you mm-hmm. I was there when you found out and you came and you're like are you kidding me <laughs> I walked out I'm of sorry I wasn't in the room, room. <laughs> I wasn't in the room holding my hand <laughs> stroking my face it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay but you came out of the room because it was with Dr. Sinead and you said right and yeah. so I think that that's the part that Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, is important because you're yeah. like, but reminding myself, like, it, there's all Yeah, to. there's huge variability. So they grade it from a one to a four. And we've talked about this with Dr. Best. Yeah. Um, but essentially, I was very fortunate. I, you know, and she even said, she's like, if it wasn't for your core awareness and your existing strength, this could have been really bad. And I was like, okay, I guess that's supposed to be making me feel better. Right. Um, because coughing is the number one hardest thing on your pelvic floor. Really? Yes. Yes, because it's a blast of intra-abdominal pressure, right? The cough Mm -hmm. is huge. So here's a quick tip. When you cough, try to make sure that your belly pulls in instead of pops out. Oh. So you can even just do this test yourself. If you put your hand, you cough, look at, like, actually look at your stomach when you're coughing. Does it pop out? If it's popping out, it could be a sign that there's too much pressure. You're not managing that pressure well. If it pulls in, and hopefully if your belly's pulling in, also your pelvic floor is pulling in to resist against some of that pressure, that's what you want. Interesting. That's a great tip. Maybe don't do it outside of your home. Yeah. <laughs> and freak out your neighbors that you're coughing during this pandemic. No, don't recommend. But that's a really good tip. Yeah. It's a great tip to know. Yeah. So so back. So essentially, all that to say, I had this, this checkup, my pelvic floor physio, very early six weeks post, and she was like, it's low, here are your exercises. You know, I did the Libby chair as well. Mm-hmm. That chair is more meant for incontinence and not really for prolapse, but she's like, it could certainly help regardless. So just right. sit on it and enjoy the laser beams up your hoo-ha, it's fine. <laughs> and I was like, this is glorious. And I was, it was a very unique situ- experience. Um, and, uh, and I have to say that it certainly has improved. But I will be honest that... You know, occasionally I notice that, oh, you know, so for instance, like I have some struggled with constipation in the past. Mm -hmm. And if I dealt, you know, and I know, I know not to do this, but if I strain, I'll notice, oh, something feels a little bit heavy. Or, you know, if I've been lifting my kettlebells at home and I get distracted and I start breathing incorrectly, holding my breath when I'm lifting my kids, Mm -hmm. these are things that add downward pressure and so these can can sort of cause me to all of a sudden start to feel heaviness again um and it goes away if I do my exercises so and again listening to this whether you're dealing with prolapse you're dealing with incontinence whatever it's not linear it will get better and it can often improve but it may sometimes flare up again and that's it's not the end of the world I think people need to know that yeah I think that's so important and also amazing that you can feel that difference mm-hmm. and so for someone who's not as like conscious of like you're so in tune with your body yeah what are the things that they would feel if things were not right if it wasn't incontinence but it was more of like a prolapsing mm-hmm. or is, do you need a checkup in order to know if something's wrong I think you definitely everyone needs a checkup yeah let's be honest I mean I'm yeah you're right I'm like on the one end of the spectrum of like being super in tune with that area mm-hmm Right. I mean, I'm not, I don't have a really large, any type of really big, significant heaviness, but, mm-hmm. um, and I don't, I'm not aware of anything at the moment, but it, it, again, it's very, it's, it's very tiny, but there are times when women have said, oh, I feel like a tampon is falling out mm. or they'll try to put in, you know, a menstrual cup or a tampon and they start to feel like something's coming out 
more severe cases, you can actually see like a golf ball coming out. Oh my gosh. Yes. And it's not your organs coming out. I think we need to clarify. It's the organs pressing down along a lax or weakened vaginal vault. It's called the vaginal vault. Essentially, the wall supporting those organs has become weaker and is descending down. So it's not like your bladder is actually going to fall out of your body. Like, yeah, I know, right? Like, whoo, thank God. It's not going to come out. Your uterus or your rectum, those are the three organs we're really talking about here. None of them are actually going to like pop out. Don't worry. It's just that the the support structure supporting them is become weaker. And so that's what starts to feel heavier. I did not even know we had a vaginal vault. I know, right? It sounds so fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make up that term. I kind of wish that I did. I, I mean, feel like thank this is also goodness a t-shirt. for the vaginal vault. Let's just say that. <laughs> Hold everything like, in place. Sounds medieval. Like we need a chastity <laughs> belt for the vault, right? Really like, oh my god. Anyways. I love it. Oh, this is so great. Okay. Well, I think this is a great update mm-hmm. on both accounts. Thank you for sharing your story because I feel like knowing you and how you focus on this yeah. every day of your life, like sharing that you've also had these issues. Sharing is, is caring. Yeah, it truly is in this, in this instance. So yeah, that's great. And you know what? We're going to do some more of these little sessions of Nikki and I just uh-huh. shooting the shit. Because, uh, I don't know, I always mm-hmm. learn stuff from it. So if I'm learning from it, I know everyone else is. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, it's a lot of fun too. So. so season one is a wrap. I can't believe we did it. We actually finished the first ever season to the We Go There podcast. This is kind of a big deal, Lexi. It's a big deal. I learned so much. I, I learned so much about so many things I didn't even know I needed to know. <laughs> I think that's the goal here. I mean, really from, from pelvic floor stuff to sex after baby to peeing your pants to, you know, cosmetic procedures like we have talked about it all. So I'm going to share that I really didn't know about seed cycling. That's one thing that stops kind of in my mind. I'm like, oh, we need to do something to regulate hormones. Something you can do is called seed cycle. So we learned that from Dr. Jessica DuPont, the naturopath. I also learned about the fact, and I love this, that you shouldn't get your partner to do perineal massage on you when you're pregnant. And it's funny, people would be like, when I was pregnant, they'd be like, oh, just get Matt to do it. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? There is no freaking way I am trusting him to massage my pelvic floor when I am like 39 weeks pregnant. And and everyone's like, oh no, it'll be great. And I never wanted to do it. And I feel like Kate totally validated my decision to not have him get in there because she's like, no, it can cause overprotection. You know, and your partner, even if they've watched all the YouTube videos in the world, they might mess up and you know, go a little too hard. And then all of a sudden you're going to start to, to guard that area, which is the opposite of what you want to do before you give birth. Right. Totally. I think everyone was really grateful for that tidbit <laughs> of advice. And I loved in Kate's episode, specifically the five steps to feeling mm-hmm. uh, or being able to have sex after baby physically. Mm-hmm. Um, they were so helpful. I mean, personally, I enjoy step five the best <laughs> and the most. Step five is basically have an orgasm by yourself. Don't tell anyone. Lexi's all about it. (laughs) I mean, I just wish I'd known step five, but um, those are really helpful. I also am really appreciative to um, uh, the hormones episode with Jessica around the 10 second hug because I'm getting 
hugged more than I ever have before. Adam listened to the episode and like before I knew it, he was um, in my office, which is our bedroom and giving (laughs) me a 10 second hug, (laughs) hoping that the office might convert to a bedroom. Exactly. Exactly. So thanks. uh, Thanks, Jessica. And then um, also fertility, um, getting more serious around the fertility episode. Mm -hmm. I just like, Nikki, you were so vulnerable as you always are in just opening up about your journey through your miscarriage and fertility journey. And I personally found it super beneficial because I feel like I can show up better for my friends that are also going through their own personal journey um, with fertility right now. So that was really, really helpful um, in just, yeah, getting there. And you're just, you're amazing that you just open yourself up like that. So I just thank you for also being so open and willing to learn. It's it's an uncomfortable conversation for so many people to have because they're worried they're going to say the wrong thing, right? And you as a friend, you want to be supportive, but sometimes you're just like, I don't have the words. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So I really hope that that episode is, is helpful for people going through fertility and miscarriage, but also you know, for people like yourself who, who want to be more supportive to people in their life. So yes, I hope that that was what was accomplished. Um, and you also mentioned um, one more thing that and I think it's important to touch on it. You had always said that, you know, after you had Piper two and a half years ago, you were working really hard at the gym. You were like kind of beating your body up, trying to quote unquote bounce back. And this time around, you've got a different approach and you've kind of learned a little bit more about your pelvic floor and it sounds like you're getting even better results. Totally. Like it's been, I think because we now chat all the time and we're going through these episodes and Nikki is all about this, but like that more isn't more when it comes to exercise necessarily and you need to do what's best for your body. And I also through some of our, the incontinence episode actually around like the stress that your body can be holding based off things that you're going through, like right now with the shutdown and our locations being closed, that also impacting how you can recover postpartum. And I've been just doing more Pilates and more things that are just feeling good for me. And I've bounced back better in terms of both like physically, but also like internally, I'm not like peeing my pants all the time. And that was very different with Piper when I bounced back and went right into things that just made me feel like I was overexerting and sweating and getting a really hard workout. Mm-hmm. This time around, I'm seeing amazing results and I'm also not peeing my pants, which is pretty cool. So <laughs> that's a win. That's a win. And I love take that. Take it as a win. Yeah. So many women are are feeling that, that, you know, that pressure and that wanting to like, you know, like you keep saying bounce back and it's just like, you know, sometimes becomes this war that you're at with your body, right? And it it actually ends up backfiring on so many levels. So I'm happy to hear that. That makes me very happy. Um, and and we're so excited for season two. So we've actually already done a couple interviews for season two, and we've got, you know, some really big conversations coming up. So let me just list a few of them as a bit of a teaser here. So we're talking about birth control, cervical cancer, sleep training. Um, and all the drama and and the fact that nobody, the experts can't seem to agree on, you know, what's good advice, which is a whole other thing. C-section. Drama. Oh my God, so much drama. So much drama. <laughs> and we talk about C-section shaming. Unfortunately, it's a thing. Um, overcoming sexual trauma, which is a big, heavy t- conversation, but needs to happen. 
And we're talking about pregnancy loss as well. So, um, you know, we, we obviously want to have fun. Um, we also want to touch though at the same time on important conversations that, you know, frankly, we're not having enough as, you know, a culture. So if you have any suggestions, we actually get really excited when you reach out to us and say, Hey, I heard your podcast. Like Lexi and I get a little bit giddy, don't we? Oh, we just send like anytime someone sends something, we like send it back and forth between each other because we're just here recording. We don't know who's listening. We get like delayed feedback on, you know, the episodes because we record them and then we release them. And we want to know what everyone wants to hear more of and experts that you want us to interview. We clearly will go anywhere. We're not afraid to talk about it. So like send them through and keep letting us know what you love um, because we want to just provide more of that. It's so fun because like, you know, with Instagram, you see how many people liked your post. You see, you know, the comments, you, you're like, oh, that did well. People seem to be engaged. We're here. It's like we record something and then it's like published and it's just out in the universe on the interweb and we have no idea who's listening to it. Like, it's just, you know, and then when someone says, oh, I heard your podcast, I'm literally like, you did? You heard my podcast? Did you like it? Tell me more. What did, you know, like, it's just so funny. I feel like super giddy. So we're nerds and we love when you yeah. tell us what you you like and don't like. So feel free. This is us soliciting your feedback. <laughs> yes, please do. And get ready for an amazing season two. What we've recorded already, I am just, I'm super excited about, and it's going to be a fun, wild ride on We Go There. Get ready. So, thanks guys. And um, chat soon. Bye, Nikki. Bye. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode. And in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at WeGoTherePodcast and check out WeGoTherePodcast.com for more info.